Welcome, everyone, and thank you for joining us at Life Family Church Podcast. We exist to reach, disciple, and empower people to live in the fullness of God. If you're new to our church or want to learn more about us and what we believe, you can check us out online by simply going to lifefamilychurch.net. We hope you enjoy this week's message. I am meditating day and night in the true revelation of the light of the word. He will be standing firm like a flourishing tree, planted by God's design, deeply rooted by the brooks of bliss, bearing fruit in every season of his life. He shall never run dry, never faint, ever blessed, forever prosperous. Now, verse 4 is very interesting. It says this, But how different are the wicked? All they are is dust in the wind, driven away to destruction. So there is life and there is death. There is prosperity, there is poverty. There is sickness, there is healing. I I would rather lean on the healing side of God than the sickness side of the devil. I'd rather lean on the prosperity side of God than the poverty of the devil. Now isn't it interesting, he says here, that those that follow God's ways of doing and being right will be peaceful and have bliss. But those that follow the ways of the wicked will have wind blow upon their prosperity, will have wind blow upon their lives, they'll be dry, they'll faint, and they will end up in destruction. Wow, that's very interesting. So he says here that a key to prosperity, because God is prosperous. God is not broke, folks. Come on, hello, somebody. That which we count as precious gold are streets in heaven. God walks on them. Wow. Jesus said, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in your life as it is in heaven. Is there poverty in heaven? No. There's prosperity. And he said, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in your life. Now, God's a conditional God. He has his part, we have our part. He never fails on his part. His word does not fail. As a matter of fact, heaven and earth will pass away, but God's words will remain forever. So therefore, what we have to do is follow the manual. Emmanuel. Follow the manual and you'll be prosperous. I don't know about you, but, you know, guys, sometimes we have difficulty in this. It's like, you know, we wake up on Christmas morning and we're going to put all the toys together for our kids. And all of a sudden there's a bicycle. And all of a sudden, you know, the wife tells you she goes to bed while you're trying to put the bicycle together. And by the end of an hour, two hours or so, there's always parts left over. Why is that? Because we failed to read the directions. Come on. Hello, somebody. Amen. And it's almost and you got to be real careful on that, because if certain parts that needed to be there, the kid could get on the bike on Christmas morning and go down the hill and the handlebars come right off. Praise God. That would be a really bad Christmas morning if the hand are born. Because sometimes we have a hard time with directions. If you not think so, ask your wife. Praise God, because when you're like driving and everything like that, and she'll tell you, shouldn't we stop and you know, maybe ask for directions? No, I know where I'm going. Don't you know, I know. And it's like three hours later, and you ended up in Arizona when you decided to really go to, you know, Spokane, Washington. Praise God, amen, you end up over there. Because sometimes... I didn't get very many amens from the ladies on that one. Praise God. Ladies, you should have said amen. Come Sometimes your man has a hard time getting directions. Come on, boys. Give me an amen. 
Come on now, hello somebody. Amen. So if we follow Emmanuel, the manual, and we begin to apply those principles to our life, it will lead us to bliss. It will lead us to prosperity. Come on now, did he not say that he would lead us beside still waters? He restores our soul. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life as we dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Absolutely. And we're living in a time of harvest right now. Come on, hello, somebody. Yeah, we really are. Man, the United States is very and has become very, very prosperous. It's not like it was eight years ago. Come on now. More people are working jobs. More people have gotten pay raises. More people have gotten bonuses. Hello, somebody. Our president is a multi-billionaire. And watch this. He donates his salary. $100,000 every 90 days he donates it. And did you know that Donald Trump is born again? He is a born-again Christian. He's got his pampers on, but he's still a born-again Christian. Hello, somebody. Amen. Do you know his wife is not only born again, but she's baptized in the Holy Ghost? She speak, already speaks seven different languages. We could probably just include eight. She's also praising the Holy Ghost and praising other tongues. Come on, hello, somebody. Amen. Because number eight's completion. So you might as well, if you speak seven languages, you might as well throw that spirit language in there. Praise God. Can you say amen? So what does that mean? Hey, we're in the same lineage. Hello, somebody. Next. Come on, hello, somebody. Amen. God wants to bless you to be a blessing. Oh, well, Dr. Jack, you know, I mean, my gosh, if, if, I, if I came into a lot of finances and a lot of money, I might not serve God. Are you kidding me? Come on, amen. I mean, you'd be able to give more to the gospel, have all your needs, wants, and desires. Man, God, God wants that for your life. Come on, if he says you're the head and not the tail, you're above and not beneath, you're going over and not going under, then that is good news. Amen. That's the gospel. The gospel is good news. What is that? That means you don't have to be broke no more. You don't have to be poor no more. You don't have to be sick no more. No, for he came for this purpose. The Son of Man was manifested to destroy the works of the devil. Come on, hello, somebody. And he did it 2,000 years ago. He took the keys of death, hell, and the grave, and he gave it to the church. He gave it to you and me. And if we would apply the principles of the word of God, you'll walk in prosperity. Can you say amen? No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Uh -uh. Never fall a victim to your debacle. Uh -uh. I'm a part of a posterity with the bloodline of royalty. Oh, I am is a child of a king. And what that means is I am free. Open your Bibles, if you would, please, to the book of Matthew, chapter 5 and verse 6. Last Sunday night, we just felt led of the Lord, those that were here, <clears throat> to continue on meeting. So we came on Monday night, we came on Tuesday night, we came on Wednesday night, we came on Thursday night, we came on Friday night, took a break on Saturday, now we're here this morning, and then we'll be here tonight. And so we just felt led of the Lord. And really, in the nine years that we've been in Plant City, the four years that we've been in this building, we've never done a Rico revival. It was like a spontaneous thing. It was the most amazing thing. And people were coming. And the joy Tuesday night, the place was pandemonium, folks. 
People running and dancing and shouting and falling on the floor. The drunkenness of the Holy Ghost, the joy, the Lord. Miracles and signs and wonders. It's the most amazing thing. And then Friday night was awesome. It really was. Thursday night was more consecrative. Consecrating to the things of God. Consecrating to holiness. Making sure our hearts are right. So what happens after a series of meetings? Because, see, my traveling schedule is picking up. Amen. We're going to Miami next week. We're going to Miami on Wednesday and Thursday. We're meeting with a group of pastors um, that are in charge of about 60 churches in Miami because we're planning an open-air meeting, an open-air crusade in Miami toward the end of July. We're going to do a Friday night, Saturday morning pastors conference, and then a Saturday night. And then in the month of June, we're going to the Dominican Republic. We're taking 50 people from the United States of America for a nine-day trip to do a mass miracle healing crusade in Barahona, Dominican Republic. And then when I come back, then, you know, when school, and that was, that's, in, that's in June, that's in July kind of thing. And then we're, I think uh, we're, in August, I'm going up to um, Westerville, Michigan, and we're going to be doing a week of revival there. And then we get back, we have a Word and Spirit conference in September. And then in the month of November, we're going to the country of Burma, which is on the border of China, India, and Thailand. And we're going to do nine days there, three nights of crusade, a pastor's conference, a children's conference, a young people's conference. So I'm telling you, God is moving in a very, very powerful way in the earth today. He's moving with signs, wonders, and miracles, and the harvest is being reaped. Hello. You have to be very careful that you don't miss the move of God or what God is doing. Listen, Judas, people are down on Judas, but Judas raised the dead. He healed the sick, the blind saw, the deaf heard, the lame walked. And come on, Jesus sent out the 12. He said, as you go, cleanse the lepers, heal the sick, raise the dead. Freely you've received, freely give. So you've got to be real careful. You can, you can be in the midst of a mighty move of God and miss God. Judas was one of the 12 disciples for three and a half years and turned out a flake. Come on, hello, somebody. Lucifer walked among the fiery stones of God in heaven and was cast out of heaven. You got to be real careful. Listen, you got to get in, either get out or get run over because there's nothing that's going to stop this mighty moving force in the earth today. I think we're in the very beginning stages, very, even if it's just sprinkling, even if it's just misting of the former and the latter rain. So we started out Sunday night talking about hunger. What triggers revival? What triggers the move of God in your life? Spiritual hunger. Spiritual hunger triggers the move of God in your life. In the book of Matthew, chapter 5, and verse 6 says, If you hunger and thirst after righteousness, you will be filled. But before the filling comes, before the satisfaction comes, before God comes, there's got to be hunger. Spiritual hunger triggers the move of God in your life. And God has to deal with each and every one of us individual. Sometimes we can be so wrapped up in the things of the world that we're actually missing out of what God wants to do in our lives. Listen, he's a good God. He's a good daddy. He's a good father. He has good things for you. Watch this. He created a destiny for you. Then he created you to fulfill the destiny. And if we don't fulfill the destiny that God created for us, we could actually walk through this life, which is very short, but a vapor, and then really not enter into what God really wants. Because we're so consumed with doing things our way and so consumed with the things of the world and so consumed with busyness of life. Don't miss it. 
Don't miss what God wants to do in your life. He he wants to take you from glory unto glory and from realm to realm. I don't know what may stir you, but let me make this announcement. God is good. He's a good dad. There's something about serving him. There's something about waking up in the morning and knowing that you're covered by the blood. There's something about waking up in the morning knowing that there's no sin in your life. There's something about waking up in the morning no matter what's going on in your life and you got the joy that sustains you. See, I'm not talking about the joy that sustains the world. That's kind of what you call happiness. It's like somebody winning the lottery. They were unhappy and now they're happy. But that's just temporary. No, joy takes you through the good times and it takes you through the bad times. What triggers the joy of the Lord? Doing God's will. The reason why people don't do it is because they're, 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 they're repelled by the holiness of Almighty God. But in these last days, get under the spout when the glory is being poured out. And God will put his treasure in your earthen vessel and you'll be different. You don't have to be depressed or oppressed. You don't have to be addicted to drugs, alcohol, or pornography. No, God's just too good. He is your all in all. And there's just something about being hungry for God. Spiritual hunger triggers the move of God. What does spiritual hunger Make What's the contributions? What are the important contributions of spiritual hunger? Number one, it produces a desire to see a hurting humanity made well. Man, when the fire of God is burning on the inside of you, you no longer look as men like trees. No, you see a hurting humanity. And you want them help. And believe me, saints of God, people are not only hurting in the world, but they're also hurting in the body of Christ. In the book of Galatians, the Bible says that God is coming back for a church without spot, wrinkle, or blemish. What does that mean? Nothing lacking, nothing broken. Nothing lacking, nothing broken. So you can reach a point in your spiritual life that you, are, you have the joy of the Lord and you're happy through the good times and you're happy through the bad times. Why is that? Because God will never fail you. If he hasn't failed you in the past, he's not going to fail you now. And if he's not going to fail you now, he's not going to fail you in the future. Don't you know that you're his most precious creation? He is your father. And he is a good father. Spiritual hunger motivates people to move toward God and all that is right. Spiritual hunger causes us to long for the things of God that are not currently present in our lives. You can feel the pull of heaven upon you. You can see that the world is getting wickeder and wickeder and wickeder. But the Bible says God's grace is getting deeper and deeper and deeper. The Bible says that where wickedness abounds, God's grace abounds even more. What does that mean? That means grace is running faster than the indebtedness of wickedness. Because when wickedness gets to a certain depth point, it meets grace. And what is God's grace? It's not greasy grace. Do whatever you want to do, however you want to do it, and everything's okay because you're covered by the blood, even though you are covered by the blood. No, God's grace gives you the ability to overcome. Why? Because we overcome. But you're not shouting me down this morning. Hello, somebody. Either that or you're listening intently. It's one or the other. You must be listening intently. So I'll just keep on preaching because I'm preaching. I'm making myself happy. Praise God. I just want to welcome you to the house of freedom. I'm sorry, not a religious thing in this house. Can you say amen? For whom the Son is set free is free indeed. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. Come on, hello, somebody. 
I mean, even though my, back, my background, this, this, is, this, is, this is the list of my background. Church of Christ. Church of God. Assembly of God. Baptists. Are there any Baptists in here? I got saved in the Baptist. Got saved when I was 12 years old in the Baptist. Spencer Memorial Baptist Junior High School gave my heart to Jesus. Bayshore Methodist, we have any Methodists in here? Praise God, amen. I got filled with the Holy Ghost at Bayshore Methodist at 17 years old in a chapel service, yelling in other tongues when the fire of God fell on me. Cleared out the whole entire class, praise God, amen, that was in the, in the chapel service. I mean, it was just me and about a handful of people. That's okay, I was happy. They, they, I was happy. That's all that matters. Come on now. We must realize that spiritual hunger is what initiated and sustained the moves of God, individually and in the church. Oswald J. Smith wrote a book called A Passion for Souls. He said this, Nothing less than a genuine revival in the body of Christ that results in an awakening among the unsaved will ever satisfy the heart of God. God wants to fill you up to pour you out. Come on now. You aren't just created to breathe everybody's air and eat everybody's food. No, you have, <laughs> you have a destiny to fulfill. And if you don't fulfill that destiny, there's nobody else on the planet out of the 7 billion people <laughs> We'll fulfill it. And anything and everything starts with hunger. Maintaining personal revival. That's what I'm talking to you. you know, you've gone through a series of meetings. Then what's next? You've got to maintain what's been imparted to you. You've got to maintain that hunger. And, and in this room here and people watching on live stream, there's people at different levels of hunger spiritually. I mean, if I were to do a poll, I'm not going to do a poll, but on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being on fire for God, 10 being cold for God, where would you find yourself? 1 being on fire for God, 10 being really cold for God. I mean, think about it. Where, where, where is your spiritual thermometer? I mean, some would probably say, well, I'm probably about a 7. Some people would say, well, I'm, I'm about a four. Some people, well, maybe five or six. I don't, I don't know if, it, if it's between four and eight. I think we have to be real careful and really examine our hearts. Because like between, between probably two and about nine would be kind of maybe what you call lukewarm. What did Jesus say? I'd rather you be hot for me or cold for me, but if you're lukewarm, he'll do what? Spit you out. Makes you want to go, hmm. I wouldn't want to be in the lukewarm category. No, I would rather be a cold sinner, just do whatever. I mean, if you're going to be a sinner, just do it. I mean, throw caution to the wind. Be the best one in Plant City. Praise God, amen. Just be the best sinner. Or if you're going to be on fire for God, be the hottest you could ever burn for God. Hello, somebody. Amen. Move that direction. So why, why, are, you, why are you saying that? Because it's by the unction of the Holy Ghost. You know what's happening? A line is being drawn. Whom will you serve? 
Will you serve the things of the world or will you serve the things of God? I got good news. The wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. I want to serve God 100%. Why? Because he's just too good. He's just too wonderful. Serving the Lord is absolutely wonderful. Come on, hello. If I just have four things, I'd be absolutely happy. Everything can be taken away. But these four things. One, if I have God, I have everything. Two, my wife. Three, my kids. And four, my dog. And I'll be absolutely happy, praise God, with those four things. Got God, got my wife, got my kids, and got my dog. I got a good dog, too. She's a Belgian Malinois named Jessie. She's as sweet as could be, but she'll bite your arm off and need me. Praise God. Amen. Got those four things, I'll be happy. Take it all. What profit a man if he gains the whole world and he loses his soul? Listen, we're right on the verge, Plant City. We're right on the verge. We're right on the verge. I got a, I got a, Brother Don Lockard comes here to church. He's been here for 50 years, 50 years in Plant City. I recently asked him, I said, Brother Don, has there ever been a major revival in Plant City? I mean, one that's just, I mean, there's like little revivals that happen, but I'm talking about a major move of the Holy Ghost in Plant City in 50 years. He said, no, sir, there hasn't been one. I thought, wow. Wow. Plant City is a 20 by 22 mile radius and it has 160 churches. It's Sunday morning when you wake up. It's like going to the buffet, Golden Corral. You can, just, you can pick whatever you want. Just pick whatever you want. Come on, hello somebody. But in these last days, God is pouring out his spirit. There's a harvest of souls that's happening Hello, and I have to believe with all of my heart that God's not going to leave Plant City behind. Hello, I think, I think Lakeland's had enough revival. Not that Lakeland shouldn't have revival, but I just, I, I think, you know, hello, come on somebody. I think we ought to, listen, Plant City should be known not only for the winter strawberry capital, it should be known for the revival capital of the world. Hello, somebody. We're, they, they coined a phrase called a strange consciousness of God. Like, you know, they start driving into Plant City and suddenly they feel God all over them. Could you imagine all the churches coming together for one huge service, meeting at Plant City Stadium? You know, in 2017, we rented Plant City Stadium. We did the first ever Easter outreach at Plant City Stadium since its inception. 2,500 people came. We gave away 30,000 eggs. Baptized about 15 to 25 people. Over 125 people gave their hearts to Christ. Come on, hello somebody. Amen. Listen, I, I, if I'm going to spend my life every day, I want to get as many people saved, many people healed, many people delivered. Let them have an encounter with God that radically changes their life like Saul did in the book of Acts chapter 9 on the road to Damascus. You heard that story about Brother Saul, right? God hit Saul so hard, knocked the S off his name, stuck a P there. That's a pretty hard hit. Changed his name from Saul to Paul in one moment. What starts it? It's hunger. Spiritual hunger. Well, Dr. Jack, you know, I'm just not really that hungry. Get hungry. Well, Dr. Jack, I am hungry. Get hungrier. 
God is moving all over the world. And the Bible says the whole earth will be filled with the glory of God as waters cover the sea. Get hungry. You have to realize that you have to maintain a personal relationship. We don't have a religion. Christianity is not a religion. It's not based on religion. It's based on relationship. You have a relationship. Somebody said to me, well, what are you out of the entire list? Are you Church of Christ, Church of God, Assembly of God, Baptist, Pentecostal, Episcopalian? What are you? I'm not any of those things. Then what are you? Born again, spirit-filled, Holy Ghost talking, Holy Ghost dancing, Bible thumping, rip the head of the devils off, spit down his throat kind of free. And that's the way Christians should be. Praise God. And rip the head of the devil off. And down his throat. Come on, hello, somebody. you got to maintain the move of God in your life. How many know that God wants to revive you to take revival to somebody else? How many know you can't take revival to somebody unless you've been revived, unless you maintain it in your life? Hello? A young man asked John Wesley. You know who John Wesley is? John Wesley started the Methodist movement in the late 1600s, 1700s. Young minister walked up to John Wesley and said, How is it that you get all these people to come to your meetings? John Wesley looked at that young minister and said, Get on fire for God! And people come watch you burn. Man, why don't you get on fire for God? And you could, your neighbors, your friends, your co-workers. Get on fire for God. See what God will do for you. Amen, pastor. That's good word. Hallelujah. Come on, hallelujah. i got to encourage myself. Got to stir up the gift of God. The Bible says, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. The Bible says, your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. The God of the universe lives on the inside of you. You got to unstun something about me. I'll preach if there's 60 people, or I'll preach if there's 50,000 people. The gospel is the gospel. It doesn't matter. Whosoever come. Whosoever come. My job is to prepare the table. It's his job to have the food and the wine. Hello, somebody. There's healing bread and new wine to drink. Come and eat. Come and drink. Just set up to the table. Take your fill. If you have no money, it's already been paid for by the blood of Jesus. Listen, if he said, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. My God, why can't we have heaven on earth? If he said, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in your life as it is in heaven. Watch this. If you're saved, watch this. If you're saved, you're born again. This realm, this world is the only hell you'll ever experience. But if you're not saved and if you're not, come on, full of the Holy Ghost, this is the only heaven you'll ever experience. Well, think about that for a second. Let me say that one more time. Let me say it slowly. If you're saved and you got Jesus in your heart and you're full of the Holy Ghost, this place we live right now is the only hell we'll ever experience. But if you're not saved and you're not full of the Holy Ghost, this, is, this realm we live in right now is the only heaven you'll ever experience. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Maintaining. A personal relationship with God. What does that mean? That means you've got to spend time in a secret place. You've got to get alone with God. Shut the computer off. Put your phone away. 
spend time with him. Talk with him. Listen, the Bible says that when Adam and Eve was in the garden, God came and walked with them daily. It's the same way with God. If you never talk to him, you never spend time with him, you never worship him, you never walk with him, then your relationship with God Almighty is going to suffer. But if you'll press into him, regardless of what your natural parents were like, whether you grew up in a broken home or you had a father that was a wayward dad and left you alone with the mother and all the kids and all that. Listen, that's not your daddy in heaven. He's a good daddy. The Bible says he will be a father to the fatherless. He's a good dad. In the book of Psalms 91, verses 1 and 2, it says this, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge, my fortress, my God, Him will I trust. That means no matter what's going on in the world, you can always run to your Father in heaven. Even when you make a mistake, the Bible says a righteous man or woman falls seven times, but they rise again. Just make sure when you stumble and fall, you fall forward, because it's a little easier getting up. When you slip and fall... Make sure you fall forward. The Bible says there is none righteous, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But thank God for the shed blood of Jesus. Because we have 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from unrighteousness. Wow, what do you mean? All you got to do is say, Father, I'm sorry, I made a mistake. Please forgive me. Yeah, but what if I slip up again? Hey, Father, please forgive me. I, I, it's my weaknesses and all that kind of stuff. But you're, you're made strength in my weaknesses. What if you fall again? Well, how many times are we to forgive those who have sinned against us? 490 times in one day? Lord, help my faith. Praise God. Amen. Why would God hold us to a standard and he himself not keep it? Oh, that's a big amen right there. Peter asked him, Peter asked him, how many times am I to forgive my brother, Lord, if he sins against me? Up to seven times? Peter was throwing two other times because in Jewish tradition, it was required that you forgave the person at least five times in one day. So watch this. When somebody is on you, your husband, your wife, your friend, come on, hello somebody, your coworker, they're on you, on you, on you, on you, and they hurt you. And then they come to you and say, I'm sorry. Forgive them. What if they do it again five minutes later? Forgive them. What if they do it again? They hurt you again. Stab you in the back again. Lie on you again. Forgive them. Forgive them. Forgive them. If they've hurt you, they stabbed you in the back. Disappointed. Forgive them. Forgive them. Come on. Hello, somebody. Uh, How many times in one day? Seventy times seven. Four hundred and ninety times in one day if somebody offends you, if somebody cusses you, if somebody cuts you off in traffic and gives you the digit. If somebody, come on, hello somebody, your spouse, how many times, if they sin against you, they, they're, they're against you, your children, your grandchildren, your cousin, how many times? Four hundred. Seventy times seven, right? Four hundred ninety times in one day. And then what if they do it the next day? And they do it again. And then they do it. Oh, hallelujah. It's gotten awfully quiet in this Baptist church this morning. Praise God. Amen. It's just gotten quiet. And I'm not down on the Baptist. I got born again in the Baptist church. It's just gotten kind of quiet. Come on. Hello, somebody. You got to maintain a personal relationship with God. You got to start pressing into God. What does that mean? You got to read your Bible. Believe me, there's plenty of them. You can even put it on your phone. 
You can even put it on your, on your phone and you can play the New Testament in your car. What is that? You're maintaining your relationship with God. Leaning on the everlasting arm of the Lord. Come on, hello somebody. Do you not think that the world is getting wickeder and wickeder? Are you kidding me? When mayors of cities pass laws that you can kill a baby right out of the womb and legalize that? Did you know that it's illegal and you can go to jail for five years and it'll cost you $100,000 if you go out to Clearwater and kill a sea turtle egg? You will get fined $100,000 and five years in prison for killing a sea turtle egg baby. You've got to be demon. You are out of your mind. You have lost it. You are demonized. You have been totally possessed by the devil to actually think that you could pass a law that a baby's just been born and, oh, I don't want it, kill it. And throw it in the trash, a human being. And then you get a $100,000 fine and five years in prison for killing a turtle egg! Don't tell me we're not living in the last days. Don't tell me that Jesus is coming back. He's coming soon. I tell you, He's coming back. He's coming soon. When the, the Bible says those will people, they will call evil good and good evil. We are living in the last days. But before Jesus comes back, there's going to be a harvest, a huge harvest of souls. And there'll be an outpouring of the Spirit of God that the church has never yet experienced. I don't know about you, but I want to be on the beginning of it. I don't want to catch it at the end. I want to be on the beginning of what God is doing. Shake me to wake me. One of the things that I do have with my Father in Heaven is I do fear Him. It's a reverential fear. It's not a spirit of fear, but I fear God. I fear God. So why do you fear God so much? Because I've seen the blind see, the deaf hear, the lame walk. I've seen the demons come out of people. Oh, I, I, this last crusade we did in the Dominican Republic, there was a, a young man born crippled. He was 20 years old in a wheelchair. Came out of the wheelchair and walked on his own. I've seen it with my own eyes. I've been in a lot of places in 23 years. Been all over the United States, been more than 14 different nations of the world, met presidents and congressmen and mayors. I've seen a lot of things. So what, what happened to you? I got outside my world. I was no longer just singly focused. I realized it's not about me. I got past that. I wanted to see what God was doing in the earth. God sees the whole earth. I'm not going to miss it. Though none go with me, yet I will follow. I'm not going to miss what God's going to do and is doing. My friend Richard Moore, we've had him come and minister. He just got done finishing up a three-week revival in, the, in, in Virginia. Started in another one in Denton, Florida. Dr. Rodney's been pra- traveling all over Europe. The harvest of souls is coming in. It's just, it's just, you're, just, you're having an opportunity to actually get in on it. I believe there will be times where the presence of God will fall on an entire community. 
People will get saved on the sidewalk before they ever enter into a church building. I believe these things. So how do you know that? Because I've seen God do it in the past. And what He's done in the past, He'll do in the future, even to a greater degree. So you have to develop a fear of God. I fear God. A reverential fear. Fear not the one that can kill the body, but fear the one that can cast thy soul into hell. Fear God. To maintain personal revival in your life means you have to maintain a personal prayer life. Talk to the Lord. Tell Him about your problems. Don't allow pride to keep you from the blessing of heaven. Pride's a really rough thing. It actually comes before a fall takes place. Maintaining personal relationship with God. Have a praise and worship time. If you're on your way tomorrow morning, you'll, you'll wake up. Man, put, put you know, Christian radio on and spend some time with God. Because i got good news. The good news is this. It's going to get worse out there. It's going to get worse. I would have never dreamed that when I was in junior high school and high school that I had to have an officer an armed officer on the campus in private school. I own a security agency. We have two private schools. We have Sifner Christian Academy, and we, all, we also have Whitestone Christian Academy in Lakeland. I have two security officers fully armed there in a private Christian school. Oh, that, that, that happens overseas. Why? In America? How about the recent guy that just walked into a bank, SunTrust Bank, where they, are, they don't keep a lot of cash there. It's all electronic now. And the guy walked in there and killed five people with a gun, not to rob the place, but to make a name for himself. No other reason. That is absolutely nuts. Insanity. That is Lucifer, because Lucifer himself is insane. We are living in the last days. And Jesus promised that in the last days, he would pour out his spirit upon all flesh. Read your Bible or listen to your Bible. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God, whether you're reading it or whether you're listening to it. Raise the standard in your home. Be careful what comes across the television. And what, we're fe- what you're feeding on, you'll become. Raise the standard in your home. Begin to submit to God. 
If he says in the book of Hebrews chapter 13, at about between 12 and 25, if he says that we should gather together the more so as we see the day approaching, what does that mean? Getting back to our spiritual concerns, getting back to church, getting back to spending time with God. Because he is the only one that will ever fill the void that's in people's hearts. Not sex, not drugs, not alcohol, not fame, nor fortune. None of those things will satisfy. Only a deep, intimate relationship with God. And you have to develop that in your life. You can't have your spouse's relationship with God. You can't have your mother's relationship with God. You can't have your kid's relationship with God. You've got to develop a relationship with God. You've got to press in. And don't think that the enemy would try to stop you from pressing in. He'll stop you. Yes, it is true that there's more prosperity in the United States, but people are working more hours than they've ever worked. And they're tired. And they're weary. So you're going to maintain, you've got to maintain, you've got to maintain that. You, there's no such thing as coasting with God. You just can't coast. Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 1 says, We should take the most earnest heed to those things we hear, lest at any time we let them slip. We can begin to let these things slip. But here's good news. I hear a call from heaven. He's calling his children home. He's calling us home. Lexi was telling me a, a testimony this morning about her brother. She's been standing and standing and standing about, about her brother. Her brother's been in jail. He's been in all, all kinds of things, lost jobs, got jobs, been all, just, just trouble, trouble. She comes into the office and knocks on the door. Pastor, pastor, I got a testimony. I said, what? She said, two weeks ago, remember you said to me that I would be getting a phone call about my family. Well, I, I've been waiting for that phone call. Guess what happened? This morning I got the phone call. I said, well, what do you mean? She said, my mother called me and she said, my brother called her on the phone, said, I'm getting the, my, his girlfriend he's staying with, she's at work, but I'm getting the kids ready, and I'm going to church. Suddenly, she's like, what? What do you, what do you mean you're going? Yeah, yeah, I'll meet you in the parking lot with the kids. I'm coming to church. I think the prodigals are coming home. I said, the prodigals are coming home. I said, the prodigals are coming home. The Luke chapter 15 prodigals are coming home. How many of you are hungry for God? I'm hungry for God. I'm thirsty for God. Be careful. He may invade your life. Because in the book of James chapter 4 it says this, If you draw close to God, He will draw close to you. If you draw close to Him, and when He draws close to you, love will emanate from Him. Because love covers a multitude of sins. Love Is there a void in your life? Is there a dissatisfaction in your life? Or do you have peace and do you have joy? Do you have hope? So many people don't have hope. So many people don't have hope. Even in the body of Christ, they don't have hope. This morning, you can have hope. This morning, you can have peace. This morning, you can have joy. What what do I got to do? Go after God. Go after God. Just go after him. What do you got to lose? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. 
You have nothing to lose if you go after God. What do I have to gain? Everything. You have everything to gain. For all the blessings of the Lord are yes and amen, or so be it. Those are all the blessings. Ignore everything you've heard about a mean God in heaven every time you screw up and every time you mess up, he beats you over the head. That's a lie. That's a lie from the devil. It's a lie from the pit of hell. For the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. Just believe it. Just believe that God is good. Just believe him. Oh, taste and see the Lord is good. So what I got to do? Just respond to him. We're family. Many of you will have your mansions and houses next to one another. Might as well get used to one another. Praise God. Amen. Might as well. And if you're angry with somebody, be careful. God will put your houses together. And then you have to live, you have to live on the same street and next to the person you dislike. Praise God like that for eternity. <laughs> this is right. Might, as well get, might as well get it right now. Praise God. I'm, I'm mad at sister so-and-so. Okay, that's it. You're living your house, your neighbors. Praise God. Amen. You're going to live next to one another for like forever. <laughs> so you might as well get along with one another. Praise God. Amen. Pastor Marie wants me to live in her mansion. I said, I'll get your own. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> we'll, we'll live next door. Praise God. Amen. Kind of stuff. She said, my house might be nicer than yours. I said, well, I'll come visit. Praise God. Amen. All I know is this. I got a theater with Bose stereos. What do you have? What you got? <laughs> come on. Hello, somebody. Maintaining that relationship with the Lord. And I'm not talking about religion. I'm talking about relationship. I'm not talking about rituals. I'm not talking about saying Hail Marys. Kneeling, standing, don't know to kneel, don't know to stand, kneel. I'm not, I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about ritual. What is religion? It's man's vain attempt to reach God through works. If I'm just good enough, if I just do the right things, if I just follow the rules, and then I'll be pleasing to the Lord. That's That's religion. That's no different than a Muslim bowing down five times a day to the east and shouting mantras. Or screaming at the top of your lungs. I am not talking about, not talking about that. Y'all look at me kind of funny. Praise God. Amen. Hello. No, I'm talking about a relationship. The Bible's not a religious book. It's not like the book of Koran. It's not like the book of Mormon. It's not like the book of the Jehovah's Witnesses. It's a holy book. What makes it so holy? Because God's in it. Why is God so real? Because we have the power of God to back up what we preach. We have the supernatural. The supernatural. We have the supernatural. And when the supernatural, you come in contact with the supernatural, something happens. Let me make an announcement this morning. The supernatural is about to fall in this place. Don't be shocked when it does. I'm just giving forth warning. I have to start putting it up on the sign. Warning, God moves in this sanctuary. I'm just going to start putting warnings. Because I say that all the time. God's going to move. Oh, hallelujah. Glory. And then when he does, oh, holy, holy, ho- holy cow. It'd be like an Indian, a Buddhist saying that just right now in India. A holy cow. Now I say fix it up. Man, I'm looking for some Chateaubriand. Praise God. You, you want to know why the, the Hindus and Buddhists don't kill cows? Because they think it's their mother-in-law. 
I mean, their father-in-law. They think it's their cousin. I mean, if it was my mother-in-law, I'd eat it anyway. No, I'm just kidding. Just, just kidding. My mother-in-law's in heaven. I'm sorry, Deanne. I didn't mean to say that. Praise God. Please forgive me. Wow. Frickin' see that sucker. Throw it on the grill. Praise God. Amen. Let's go good, good, eating, good eating today. Come on. Hello, somebody. Come on. God's about to move in here. He's going to move with signs, wonders, and miracles. Now you're expecting, okay, good, all right. Praise God. Did you say God's going to move? Absolutely God's going to move. It comes to a hungry heart. When you're hungry, he'll come and he'll move on you. When you're hungry, he'll come and move on you. When you're hungry, he'll come and move on you. That's what it, and this is what happens. People start to freak out when the power of God filled in Jesus' name. People start to freak out when the power of God comes. 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 But here's the deal. What's the difference between Christianity and every other religion in the world? It's the power of God that changes people's lives. It's the power of the Holy Ghost that changes people's lives. You felt that. Come here. My, my gosh, my gosh, my, my gosh, my gosh, my gosh. It's the power of God. It's the supernatural. That's what happens. What happened, Andrea? Power of God came on you. Somebody pick up Andrea, put her in the aisle. Bring her over here. Get the media person. Close your eyes and lift your hands as you do the power of God falls you. Filled in Jesus' name. See, it's, uh-oh, uh-oh. The preacher's not pushing people over. We see that. And this is what people, watch this, people panic. They start panicking when the, when the display. Let me, let, me, let me say this. People can run now, but they can't run when they're in heaven. They'll run out the door now. But when that day at the great white throne judgment, they're not going to be able to run. There's no running in heaven. You can't run out the door. Can't run then. Can't leave. You'll have to get up and go to Jesus' service. Now it's optional, but in heaven, you have to attend the meeting. There's not an option. Or Gabriel will come knock on your door. Michael will come and visit you. Get up. There's no option now. Let me make this. There'll be a a time where the presence of God will be everywhere. Can't get away from it. Can't get away from it. How can anybody run from God anyway? He's everywhere. People will end up running right into him. (laughs) Praise God. They'll run this way, run right into him. Run this way, he'll show up. Get in the car, push on the gas pedal. My God, he's in my car. And then then you can't say, well, I didn't know. I I didn't know. I didn't know that I was supposed to embrace you. I didn't know that I was supposed to go over and and be a part of you. I didn't know that I wasn't supposed to hunger. Because see, we've heard the word this morning. Now we're held accountable. Now we're held accountable. But here's here's something. You come in contact with God. You come and you'll think, my God, how come I never experienced that before in my life before? 
How come I never experienced that? Because when you experience the supernatural and the presence of God, then you're no longer afraid. Fear leaves. It disappears. Fear goes. And God hasn't given you a spirit of fear, but of love and power and a sound mind. And the, the uncomfortableness leaves. Because see, we're living in the last days and God is doing it. There's a call that goes out. Whosoever will. But if people go, I don't want it. He says, fine, next. I don't want it. Fine, next. I don't, I don't want it. I don't want it. Fine, next. But here's the deal. It's going to cover the whole earth. It's going to cover the whole earth. His glory will cover the whole earth as the waters cover the sea. He said it. It's going to happen. It's beginning to happen. Hallelujah. So what do you do? You give up the contest. Surrender. Give your heart to, give your heart to the Lord. Just surrender over to Him. And when you do that, your life would be so fulfilled. All hell could be busting loose in your life, but you'll have peace like you've never had before. You'll have joy like you've never had. The world is running to marijuana. The world, listen, legalize, there's, you can smoke marijuana legalized medically now in the state of Florida. Did you know that? They signed a, a law. Go, do, go down to the local hash store. Pick your flavor. I think they even got like the C, CDB, the CDB or CBD, whatever that is. You, you could smoke a joint with CBD in it. Praise God or something. I don't know. Or, or vape, No, vapor. I saw somebody. It's a vapor CBD now. Just put a vapor cartridge in there. Praise God. Amen. And have all the effects of marijuana without the high. Well, that's kind of funny because people were vaping to get a high because there's a high in the vape. I, I don't understand. I can't comprehend. I don't, I don't understand. I mean, people are vaping to get a high because there's ingredients in the vape to get you high. So just, just vape the CBD, which is the whatever par, uh, particles or whatever in, in, in marijuana to make you feel better in your body and all that kind of stuff without the high. Well, that does, that's an oxymoron. It's the oxy and it's the moron that's doing it. Praise God. Amen. I mean, that's just... Amen. So you got to do is you got to surrender. You just give up the contest. Let God do. Let God do what He wants to do in you. The greater the work He does in you, the greater the doing. Filled. It's the most amazing thing. Preacher pushing people over. We see the preacher pushing people over. Yeah, push them. No, this is what happens when someone can't figure out what's going on. Then they'll pass judgment. They'll be critical. Ah, oh, I just don't believe in I don't believe in that falling out on the power of God thing. I just don't believe that. Well, you just saw it. How can just you just saw it and now you don't? I don't believe that. I don't I don't believe in in people falling under the power of God. I don't I don't believe in the gifts of the Spirit. Well, you just saw somebody get healed. I, that's one of those oxymoron things. That's what that is. Is uh, just saw that. Well, I, I'm just kind of reserved. I'm just reserved. It has nothing to do with personality. It has everything with an open heart. It has everything to do with a hungry heart. It 
has everything to do with a hungry heart. Well, what happened to you? Oh, I went down to that Life Family Church. What happened? I, know, I fell on the floor. Why did you do that? I, I don't know. I don't know why I fell on the floor, but I just fell on the floor. I know that preacher came over and he touched me and then I fell on the floor. It has nothing to do with the preacher. It's not by power, nor by might, but by the Spirit of God. That's what it's like. It's not by power, nor by might, but it's by the Spirit of God. It's by the Spirit of God. Not by power, nor by might, but it's by the Spirit of God. It's by the Spirit. It's by the Spirit of God. It's by the Spirit of God. It's by the Spirit of God. It's by the Spirit. It's by the Spirit of God. 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 That's what it is. It doesn't matter if you're an adult. Come here. Let me pray for you. Come here. It doesn't matter if you're an adult. Oh, you okay? Lift your hands. Close your eyes. As you do the power of God. Filled. It doesn't matter if you're a child or if you're an adult. Pick her up. What is that? That's the power of God. It's, this is that which is spoken. Filled. Pick her up. Now watch this. I want to share something. I wish when I was her age, I would have had an encounter with God then I would have never had the pain, the sorrow, the heartbreak of growing up. We get these kids under the anointing of the Holy Ghost. It's better than drugs, alcohol, premarital sex. It's better than anything. Why? Because God is just too good. It's too good. Get him on the end. What is it? It's the power of God. Did it happen in the ministry of the Lord Jesus? Absolutely. Read John chapter 18. 700 people fell under the power of God when he came out of the garden. They were hit with the anointing. Not only that, a dead man was raised from the garden. These kids get under the power of God. They're, they're not going to want to give their hearts away. They're not going to want to give their bodies away. They're not going to want to. If we stick them in a church of, of religion and tradition... Guess what's going to happen? They're going to start looking for something else to satisfy because whatever they're getting is not satisfying. It's not fulfilling. But if you go after God, He'll come and touch you. He'll change you. He'll fill every void that's going on on the inside. He'll the struggle. And if there's any pain, He'll take it out. Because when you encounter Him, when you have an encounter, your whole perspective of God will change. See, it's something different than a Sunday morning sermon and then coming and sitting and then just listening to wonderful words and then getting up and leaving than meeting the one that you've asked in your heart. If a Jedi in Star Wars waves his hand and somebody goes flying through the air and hits the floor, why should we be so shocked that when a preacher waves his hand and the power, the real and not hype, not emotionalism, you know what that is? It's counterfeit. To desensitize people into thinking what's happening here is the devil. This is not the devil. There's not enough power of the devil out there to stop the power of God in here. Oh, I saw that. I, I saw that on Return of the Jedi. Luke, Luke, use the force, Luke. <laughs> Some little green pointed air demon about this big. Luke. <laughs> Luke. 
it'll go down to that life family church. What'll happen to you? Oh, the preacher will preach and then you'll fall out on the floor. My God, help us. Don't go down to that life family church. The preacher will preach the word and you might start laughing uncontrollably and fall on the floor. My God, don't do that. My God, don't go down there. You, you just might get healed of your neck problem or your back problem. My, my God, my God, don't go down there. You just might get healed of your ulcer. My God. My God, you might get healed of that back, back problem you got going you, you've had for 25 years. My God, you just might don't go down there. There's just too much joy down at that church. Praise God, Amen. There's people that are just so happy down there. They always shout Hallelujah and Amen. And don't go, don't go down there. Be a part of that. My God, you know, go down to the first church of the dead people. Praise God, Amen. Where they don't shout Hallelujah, they don't shout Amen, they don't do anything. They just sit there like. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. I mean, God forbid we lift our hands. God forbid we'd be like a Muslim and bow down. God forbid. But God forbid we'd be like a Muslim and bow down five times a day to the east to a dead God that doesn't even exist. And not only that, if you don't convert, we'll cut your head off. How's that? We'll make you happy. Oh, happy day. Oh, happy. I'm sure we'll have a great return next Sunday morning. Praise God. Amen. Everybody just come. Everybody just visiting. We're like, we're going. We're going down there. Praise God. We're going down there. I think I'm just kind of like maybe like Benny Hinn. Benny Hinn made this statement, and we'll close with this. He said this. You can have a thousand people. Nobody ever gets healed. Nobody ever gets delivered. People come and have their ears tickled, and there's no move of the Holy Ghost. Or I'd have a hundred people who want the Word of God, who live the Word of God, who want the gifts of the Spirit. He said, I'd rather have a hundred people than a thousand people. I'd rather have a hundred people that would go in the mission field, that will win the lost, that will go after God, more than that they'll love not their lives even unto death, that they'll lose their life so that they can gain their life. I'd rather, I'd rather have that. I'd rather have that. I'd rather have that. Lives impacted and changed. Matt, come here. You and Michelle, come here. Put that, give that baby to a mama or something. Or, or a mama wannabe. Let's prophesy. Praise God. Oh, there you go, mama wannabe. No. Grandma. Grandma. Come here. Come stand over here, both of you. Come here, come here Matt. Stand right here. Stand next to me. What's your church background? I was Catholic. Raised Catholic. That was it. What's your church background? Catholic. Then we got married in Episcopalian church. Okay. And then here. How long, how long have you guys been with us? Five years. Five, five years. Five years. The first service that you came to, if you remember, we were over at HCC. Yes. What did you think? Um, this is weird, but I needed to know more. I wanted more because what we had wasn't filling us. So being part of the Catholic Church, and I'm not down on the Catholic Church. The word Catholic means universal, okay? But you weren't being fulfilled, were you? Not at all. Okay. So the first time when you saw this, what, you, your, your whole idea was, this is re- weird? Yes. What did you think? This is crazy. Okay. What do you do for a living? I'm a nurse. What do you do for a living? I work in construction. HVAC. HVAC. <laughs> okay. So you're highly intelligent. You're in the nursing industry. And you have to be highly intelligent to be in the construction industry. So when you came to a service like this, right? Preachers like that. I think it was on a Sunday morning, right? Yes. And then we came back for the Word and Spirit, and we actually took our kids and dropped them off at another church. <laughs> for, 
so that the oh okay. you were the one that I was talking about the <laughs> I made this comment I said this parents on Sunday morning will go drop their kids off go out to breakfast what now it was a Wednesday night for Awanas <laughs> See, I wasn't lying. that church up, but you couldn't fart. You were in trouble. <laughs> it was so Why quiet. Church. <laughs> Everybody would have heard. It was too quiet. Okay, hold on. I, I want to get on this dropping your kids for daycare at another church and then going out to breakfast for an hour and then coming and picking your chair. You don't think people in Penn City did that this morning? They absolutely did. Michelle did. No, I mean, not today, but I mean. <laughs> okay, so what happened to you when you got hit with what you're seeing right now? I was just overwhelmed with just peace, and I had to have I had to have more. So did it hurt? Not at all. So something that made that looked weird and kind of freaked y'all out when you got hit. What happened? I was just radically changed forever, and I have been on every mission trip since with this church. How about you? What happened with you when you got hit? Um, and you were skeptical. Oh yes, I, I yeah. <laughs> Because of that intellect, you know, the, you know, being in nursing and things like that, you have to be very precise with drugs and all that kind of stuff and technical, right? And continual training, right? I think up until maybe like a year ago, I still thought you were pushing me. <laughs> I get blamed for a lot of things that I do not do. And then what happened? Uh, well, I signed up for uh, the college, Life Christian University, and I got my degree, and I went on mission trip after mission trip. And, and then when you got hit with the joy, what happened to you? Oh my gosh, the first time I was so embarrassed. These people got up and left. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Don't leave. <laughs> yeah, but what happened to you when you got hit with the joy? Um, I just, honestly, <laughs> I peed myself. <laughs> oh, that did it right there. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a bad day right there. <laughs> Just when you thought it was safe to go back to the church, you get the joy and then you pee yourself. I mean, my God. <laughs> now, we, now listen, Kayla's from North Carolina. We did a revival in her church many years ago. And um, she got a scholarship to RBI. When you first came, when we, when we were up there, when you first came and you saw what was going on, and what do you do for a living? I'm a nurse. Okay. These nurses. Okay. So when you, got, when you, when you first got hit with the joy, what was it like? What, what, I mean, like, share a little bit. Well, um, <laughs> I'd fallen out under the power of God before, but I'd never received the joy. And... <laughs> Um, it's just an overwhelming, overwhelming <laughs> sense of peace. <laughs> She's a nurse. <laughs> She's a professional in the medical industry. That's probably one of the most depressing business i mean i mean you know, all you ever do is see sick people people that are dying people that are but what <laughs> if anybody needs to be happy it's a nurse
Let's see. This is this wasn't comedy hour. I didn't <laughs> I didn't tell a bunch of jokes. I mean You see what's going to happen? This will be everywhere. And it doesn't matter if it's a Baptist church, a Methodist church, an Episcopalian church, a Catholic church. It'll be everywhere. You wouldn't be able to get away with it. You'd have to stay out of church to get away from it. And you still might not be able to get away from it even then. Lexi's from North Carolina. She came, down, she came down here specifically to go to Bible college. She just graduated Bible college, and now she's in our internship. Lexi, we were up there in North Carolina doing some meetings. What happened to you? When, you? when you first saw this, what happened to you? Well, at first I was really freaked out, and I was, I was going to run for the door because <laughs> I thought it was weird. Um, and I was kind of like, I was high too, and so it was, this, it was really. Whoa, 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 whoa. What, you said you were high. You came to the service high. You were, were you smoking? What were you smoking? Or what were you taking? I mean, I was just, I was smoking pot before I came to service. So. I, I feel that way sometimes too. I need to I need to smoke some pot before I come to a service too. Sometimes I mean I just you know. Okay, so you came. <laughs> This is the first time I've heard this. <laughs> you came to the service high. Okay, and then what happened? Um, and so you had all of the kit, like all of the young people line up. And you, I mean, we didn't hold hands or anything. We were just standing there and you touched one person and then everybody went down. And um, I was like, well, I'm not going to go down. I'm just going to stand here like everybody else can fall out. And then I fell out. <laughs> And what happened when you were on the floor? I kept laughing, and I didn't understand why, because, I mean, I just kept laughing the whole time, and I was like, well, maybe, you know, maybe the pot was really good, and I was just laughing, but. <laughs> Did you hear what she just said? She's <laughs> but everyone, was, everyone else was laughing, too, so I was like, I don't, I don't understand what's going on, but. <laughs> Miss Carey. Come here, Miss Carrie. <clears throat> Who invited you to come when you first came? Chrissy. Chrissy? Yes, Chrissy. Chrissy Bartlett? Yeah. Yeah, because she's with the children. So when you first came and you saw this, was it a Sunday morning or a Sunday evening? Evening. It was an evening. And when you first saw this, what did you think? Y'all are crazy. <laughs> Thought it was not real. I just was like, no, mm -mm, bad weed. <laughs> bad weed. Yeah. Did, did you used to smoke weed too? Yes. <laughs> did you come high to the church too? <laughs> Maybe once or twice. What? Maybe once or twice. <laughs> Yes, Pastor. <laughs> Jeremy, come here, son. Jeremy, when you first came to who invited you to come to the church? Come here. Come up, stand over here. This this way. Who invited you to come? Andrew invited me to come. He's not in here somewhere. So when, so when, <laughs> when you, 
<laughs> when you first came, what what was it like? Oh, spooky. Yeah. <laughs> it was uh, different. Um, yeah, it was different. And uh, it was nothing like I'd ever seen, but uh, I, I know uh, there's so much more. Um, you were kind of confused about a lot of things, right? Yeah, like spiritual, yeah. Spiritualism and yeah, you combining sure. like Christianity and spiritualism and things like that. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, like, like Native American stuff yeah. and... Yeah, seeking, seeking um, signs and wonders. So you were hungry, you just wasn't looking in the right place. So hungry and just knew there was more, the stories in the Bible and, and it's just, it's a trust system. And, and, uh, Did you used to do marijuana too? Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. More than any of y'all in here, I guarantee it. <laughs> Times four and then some... Yeah. So when you got hit with when you got <laughs> when you got hit <laughs> when you got hit with the anointing, what happened with you? Um, yeah, uh, joy. <laughs> it's a better high. It's a better high. He is so much better than anything. <laughs> He's so much greater. There's nothing like this. <laughs> oh, praise God. What are you feeling right now? Um, um, <laughs> oh, praise the Lord. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's wonderful. <clears throat> Where's Brittany? She's with the kids. Go get Brittany. This is his wife. She was the real skeptical one. Like, really, like, stay away from me. We'll have, we'll have her come share a quick testimony. So watch this. If these testimonies show of a changed life, or where a lot of people are living, why wouldn't, want those, why wouldn't those people want what these people have? Because they're, they're getting a high that doesn't cost them a dollar. It doesn't cost them anything. It was paid for. They, they get the real when they're settling for the counterfeit. They're, they're, people, alcoholics and drug addicts and smoke pockets, that's all false. That is, that, that's all false. And not only that, kids can get it. This is the only place that I know of in Plant City for legalized drinking in the Holy Ghost for minors. Praise God. Amen. It doesn't matter what age you are. You, you can be eight years old. You can be six years old. Come here, Brittany. I want, I want you to give a testimony a little bit about, about when, you know. <laughs> Come over here. <clears throat> I want you to give a testimony. Of, and we were talking about when the joy hit your husband and how that happened to him and, you know, how you were the skeptical one and, you know, you didn't come to church for a long time. So, you know, what did, what did you first think of Jeremy when he started coming? And he'd go home and tell you for hours what was happening. So share a little bit about your testimony. And then when you started coming and you got hit with the anointing. Um, well, uh, I was a little nervous. And I was like, Jeremy, you just go and I'll stay home. <laughs> and they was like no you have to go and I was like okay and then uh the first time I really 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 got hit with the joy was when I was in the sound booth um <laughs> it just like I just fell over <laughs> for a 
pretty hard. I yeah. mean, I really were you a little <laughs> skeptical at first when you when you first saw this guy? I know you came a couple times, and when you saw this, yeah, what were I your thoughts? I actually didn't want to come. I kept telling Jeremy I didn't want to go. So, so what was the reason why you didn't want to come? Oh, uh, because I just had never really seen like the supernatural like feeling of the Lord. So I didn't know how it was. Mm -hmm. And to see it is a little different if you really aren't into the word, like actually understanding it. And Did you hear what she said? Remember what I said? People don't understand it. But once they experience it, what is your perspective now that you've, now you've experienced the Lord, you've experienced the anointing, what is your perspective now? Well, now I know it's the Lord. Yeah. I did, know did you used to smoke pot too? Oh, well, yeah, kind of. <laughs> I mean, I haven't in a long time. <laughs> Just about everybody up here on the floor has smoked pot at one time. I mean... Oh, Le Le yeah. Before Christ, yeah. Before Christ. <laughs> Lexi, Lexi came to one of the meetings. I don't know where she's at now, but... <laughs> she on the floor still? Okay, there she is. She, she came to one of the services already high from smoking pot. So, I mean, yeah. Oh, I've never done that. No. Oh, okay, no. okay. So, let me ask you. So, let me ask you. If there's anybody that's skeptical out there, what would you say to them? I would just say to um, get into the Word because everything that is going on in this church is exactly what the Word says. Um, so... It's a wonderful feeling to get filled with the joy and the happiness of the Lord. And um, I, you're in a b the best place to understand it. Our pastor Come on, stand to your feet if you would, if you can. Hallelujah. So from what I understand, there is no high like the most high. Wow, every head bowed, every eye closed, please, if you would. Maybe you're in this place this morning. And maybe you're in that place of decision. Whether to serve God, not serve God. Maybe you're in this place. <clears throat> you're unhappy in your marriage, unhappy in your relationship, unhappy with your job. You've been hurt, disappointed. The Bible says that he binds the brokenhearted and he heals a wounded soul. You can experience what these people have experienced. They're no longer doing drugs. They're no longer doing alcohol. They're no longer in pain. They're no longer in hurt. They're no more in dis They have hope. Their lives have been touched. Their lives have been changed. And, it is, and they didn't even have a church background, Jeremy and, and Brittany. Jeremy was in all kinds of spiritualism stuff, Native American stuff, and between the Bible and Native American and spiritual stuff. Look, searching, the whole, the whole key thing, searching, searching for something that's real. So with every head bowed, every eye closed, please, if you're in this place and you're not 100% right with God or you don't know God, these things are going to happen more frequently. And you can experience God in a greater degree than you've ever experienced before. But what do you got to do? You got to get past yourself and then just go after him. Go after the Lord. These people got past themselves and they went after the Lord and the Lord heard their cry when he passed by, the cry of the heart. So if you're here this morning and you're not 100% right with God, oh man, get right with God today. He's calling you. Each and every one of you were brought here by the Holy Ghost. You're not here by coincidence. 
Yes, somebody may have invited you or you saw it on Facebook or you saw it on something or whatever, but somebody, you are not here by accident. What you saw today, what you've experienced today, with these people, this is not an accident. There's no such thing as coincidence. The Lord brought you here. He woke you up this morning to bring you here to experience something about Him that you've never experienced before. And if you will just surrender to Him and turn your heart over to Him, God will flood you with joy and peace. And you'll have peace in your heart. No more struggling. No more depression. No more oppression. No more emptiness on the inside. No more emptiness. So with every head bowed, every eye closed, if you're in this place, and you're any one of those categories, you know, you need to give your heart back to God. You need to give your heart to God. You're in a place of hope, no hope. You're at a place of, like, unsatisfied. There's just something happening. And you're like, Dr. Jack, Pastor Jack, I just, I just need God. I need, I need God more than what I have. I got to have him. Or I'll, maybe you're in a place of serious desperation. Maybe there's been thoughts of suicide. Maybe you, you deal with severe depression in your life. Severe depression. Hopelessness. Hopeless that it'll ever get better. Will it ever get better in my life? The good news is yes. The answer is yes. It'll get better. But what, what do I got to do? F- go after God. Forget about what people think. Forget about it. If they look at you, they're going to look at you anyway. Forget about it. Just go after God. Maybe your heart's so full of pain because you've had so many disappointments. Maybe your relationship with your father or your mother is not good. What is the cry of your heart? What is the cry of your heart? Are you desperate? Are you hungry? Are you thirsty? Are you like, what the heck with this life? Is this, really? Is it going to get any better? No, no, it's not. Until, until surrender comes, it won't get any better. It just, it just won't. If you, but if you give over th- everything over to the Lord, you cast your cares, you'll enter in the peaceful river. You'll enter into bliss. What do you have to lose? Nothing. You have nothing to lose. Nothing to lose if you turn everything over to God. You have nothing to lose. What do I have to gain? Everything. You have everything to gain. No more sorrow. No more pain. You mean hope? hope? Yeah. You mean peace? Yes. You mean I can have joy? Absolutely. You mean all I got to do is just give it, give it over to God? Absolutely. Throw it on Him. Throw, cast it off. Just throw it off on Him. You throw, throw your problems. Throw your sorrows. Throw your addictions. Throw, every, throw it on Him. Just throw it on God. And there'll be peace that will come. There'll be hope that'll come. There'll be joy that'll come. There'll be restoration that will come. I don't know of anybody that wouldn't want joy and peace and restoration and happiness that you wake up in the morning and this burden that you've been carrying for so long is no longer there. Depression is no longer there. Oppression is no longer there. Pain is no longer there. Disappointment is no longer there. 
You mean joy comes, peace comes? Absolutely. What a place. Now, what a wonderful place that would be. The struggle? Yeah, the struggle. No more struggling with the disappointment and the hurt because somebody stabbed me in the back. They made promises to me and they didn't keep them. No more being alone with the lights turned out, sitting on the couch and nobody's around and you're thinking, should I live or should I die? What's, what's, what's life live, worth living for? The pain in your heart, the pain in your body. What do you have to lose? What do you have to lose? Absolutely nothing. You mean, Dr. Jack, if I surrender my life, you mean God will make things better? Absolutely. Absolutely. So with every head about every eye closed, please, if you would. If you're in this place and you're like, Dr. Jack, you know what? That's right. That's me. That's me. Slip your hand up real quickly right now. Say, you know what? I need prayer. I'm going to pray a prayer. Just slip your hand up real quickly. I, I need the Lord more than anything. I need the Lord more than life itself. Thank you. Anybody else? I need the Lord more. Thank you. I need anybody else. I'm going to pray a general prayer here. I need the Lord more than anything. I need the Lord. I need Him in my life. I can't keep doing this. I can't keep doing it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for joining us this week. It's our honor to serve you and be part of your walk with Christ. Don't forget to check out our website at lifefamilychurch.net. Have a blessed week and remember, the best is yet to come.